Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. And thank you for joining and listening today. Happy 2021. It's our first episode of the new year. And I'm Tyler. I'm joined with Jamie. Jamie, happy new year. Hey, Tyler. Happy new year. Yeah. And Andy is here as well. Andy, happy new year, my friend. Happy new year to both of you and to everybody listening. I like, you know, what you just said. We made it. (laughs) We made it. We made it it to a new year. We would make it, honestly, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It was touch and go there for a while, wasn't it? It was touch and go. But yes, we are here. Isn't it wild how I was talking to somebody recently and, you know, everybody's so hopeful for the new year, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just another day. It's like as if New Year's happens tomorrow. It's just another day, but there's something, I don't know, there's something mentally, emotionally, even spiritually that it's just a a new and a clean and a fresh start. So Yeah. 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 So everybody listening, happy new year to all of you. I hope that your new year already is off to a good start. I know we're only a few days into it, but but here we go. Uh, yeah, people have already, mm-hmm. you know, gym memberships are, are up and running. Uh-huh. You know, uh, all the all the uh, promises to oneself are being made to eat healthier and read more and be better mm-hmm. and go to the gym and go running. All the resolutions, all the resolutions are being made. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I'm going to read my Bible the entire year. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this that. I'm gonna travel the world. But hey. We made it. Here we, we go. We made it. Yeah. Like you said, Andy, it is, it is kind of a funny thing because it is just, you know, another day, but it is <laughs> yeah. something that people think about and kind of have it a little is. bit of hope for a new year. So I wonder yeah. if yes. either one of you have thought about this. Um, oh. now, now putting 2020 in, in the rearview mirror, <laughs> maybe Great. what's one thing that you're hoping for in, in a new year? Yeah, I, I have definitely most certainly thought about that quite a bit. I, and I think it is that it's the hope it's, it is just another day. It's just a flip of the calendar page and there's no guarantee that that's going to change a lot of our external circumstances at all, but it's nice to have the hope that 2021 will, will bring something different than 2020 brought. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. hoping for. <laughs> just, just maybe a little bit lighter and brighter and and easier <laughs> of a year than what mm-hmm. we just came out of yeah so so are, are you hoping for hope is that is that what you, is that what i'm hearing you say? Like <laughs> i'm what's... hoping i'm hoping for hope to not be <laughs> squashed yeah okay. no. <laughs> no i'm just hoping that 2020 will be just better just better than yeah. 2020 yeah a little yeah. bit you know yeah yeah i agree with that <laughs> i think I, I think like a lot of people you know, let's go back to March of, of last yes. year, March of 2020, oh, you know, not. well, I, yeah, yeah but let's just, let's just go I've to a journey. Times. You know, you think about last January, every start of the new year, it was like, yes, this is it. And then by March, it started to get a little interesting. And then by April, May, you're like, oh my goodness, I think something's really here to stay for a while. And here we are almost yeah. a year later. But I think like most people, yeah. I think, I think I started looking forward to 2021 in March. You know, I mean, I think people started to go, okay, I'm over this year. Fast forward. Fast forwarding it through it. I think for me, you've asked the question, what are we hoping for? I, I just want consistency this year, really just, it's been so hard to plan anything. It's been so hard to get rhythm in anything. And I mean, like across the board, I mean, come on, people are listening right now. How many people, you know, you gained weight because you were home, you, 
you, you know, you maybe had some problems emotionally or spiritually or your job issue and you you had to do homeschool right. with your kids, you know, and that's still up in the air uncertain. I mean, there's so there was so much uncertainty happening. Not all bad either. I mean, it wasn't all bad. There were some great, great things out of last year, but just consistent, just to say, okay, mm-hmm. we're now into whatever, whatever part we're in in this crazy game that we're in. I just want to see some consistency happening. I mean, that's, that's about the gist of it. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. Um, I think the, the, one of the main things that I've really missed this past year, it has to do with, with COVID, you know, I'm really hoping for some less or, or more normal social gatherings. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping is kind oh, of yeah. possible in, in 2021, you know, yeah. not spending the holidays with some family like you normally would not spending time with, with friends as often and in ways that you normally would. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just really hoping that in some ways we can get back to a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. Now that you say that, I just want to go see a movie. Like I I've, know, been, right? I've been to a movie theater <laughs> since March. That was my main outlet. I was like, I love going you to movies. You love going to the movies. I actually got in that like one week that the movie theaters were reopened. Yeah. I slipped in and got to, so I've seen a movie. Oh man. <laughs> I'm not even, March of 2020. I don't know if they're open or not, honestly, right now, but. <laughs> Who knows if they're going to open back up. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> one of the what things. What would they show? I know. I don't know. <laughs> one of the things I'm hoping for too, if I can add too, is for us as a church and obviously, if you're listening right now, uh, this is Crossroads Connection based out of Crossroads Fellowship. And if you've missed any of the previous 44 program episodes, this is our 45th program episode, you can go to crossroads.org slash radio and, and catch up. But what I'm hoping for this year, this year, we're going to be spending the year in the epistles with a very evangelistic theme. And I'm really hoping that our church body and not just Crossroads, but others will start thinking outward, thinking of other people rather than just themselves and then how to actually use whatever God's given us to reach people. In fact, today on today's program here in just a moment, we got an interview that we're going to be having with a very special guest who is John Lockett. He is the CEO and the president of the Raleigh Rescue Mission. And this is, of course, the first episode of the new year. And while we were just having fun bantering about what we are hopeful for, there's a lot of people that are homeless. There's a lot of people that are hungry. There's a lot of people that Mm -hmm. don't have clothes and, and they're struggling and it's really neat to know that we've got somebody like John and his team and the Raleigh Rescue Mission organization here, right here in the Triangle. Yeah, absolutely. It was a wonderful interview with John. So let's jump into it. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will hear the interview that we had with John Luckett from Raleigh Rescue Mission. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question, are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? you are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit c3advantage.net. That's c3advantage.net. All right. Well, we are back from the break with our very, very special guest, Mr. John Luckett, who is the president and CEO of the Raleigh Rescue Mission. John, thank you so much for taking time and being with us on the program today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. Absolutely. Now, John, I think if memory serves me right, I believe I met you when you were, I think you might have just gotten here. I was, it was some missions thing we were doing. I, I met you. And so it's been a little bit. And so why don't you tell us a little bit just about yourself first, introduce yourself and maybe where you're from and how did you end up here in Raleigh? 
Yeah. So you're right. Uh, we've been in Raleigh three and a half years. My wife and I moved here from Atlanta. And so I tell people I'm the most unlikely person I feel like to end up in this role. I grew up in Mississippi in the 60s, um, as you know, a very difficult time. And looking back, that's when you see the hand of God. Uh, there was a white family who intervened in the life of my family uh, during all the crazy time and things going on that I'm sure everybody knows about. But they invested in us, gave my dad a job and enabled me to um, basically learn to read and write and, and the whole nine yards. But continued to invest in me so that I finished high school and went to college. And so with that as a intro, um, fast forward, I, I spent a number of years in uh, corporate America, worked with Chick-fil-A as owner operator, Wendy's franchisee, worked in senior living Um and God tapped me on the shoulder about 10 years ago and said, hey, I want you to go and do for others what I did for you. Because mm-hmm. there were a number of people invested in my life. My parents were illiterate. They could not invest in me and help me achieve any of the things that I've achieved. But God brought other people in my life. And so the, the summary of it is I had a, a kind of a, a epiphany and said, God said, leave corporate America and go and start investing in people so that they can be productive and, and live out the purpose and uh, uh, that God has for their life. And that's kind of the yeah. summary of, of what, why I ended up here. So what was the draw to the rescue mission? Interesting. So I, when I first left corporate America, I was living in Atlanta, and I, I worked in the healthcare arena because I was in the senior living business, my last corporate job. And so I began to work in healthcare in a poor area of the city. And so as I worked in healthcare in that poor area of the city, we began to serve more and more homeless individuals. Mm. And man, they were healthy. I mean, they had great teeth. They had all the medications you wanted to, but guess what? They didn't have a job and they were still homeless. And so the missing link I saw was that many people didn't believe that if you experienced homelessness, you could actually get back into the mainstream and be a productive individual with a job, a car, and a place to live. It was almost like, well, since you're homeless, you're going to have to be on the government goal for the, dole for the rest of your life. Right. And so I just, that disturbed me. And as I talked more and more to individuals who are experiencing homeless, they said, that's not what I want. Um, and so that was the beginning of me doing some research. Mm-hmm. And that research led me to exploring opportunities really uh, on the East Coast. Uh, and I heard about the Water Rescue Mission and then their and their need for a new executive director. Um, the, the former executive director went to you guys' church there, yeah, so yep. for a number of years, and he was retiring. And they had been through a strategic planning because of the situation that changed in homelessness. They were wanting to take a different approach, and so we kind of came together um, for that approach. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the rescue mission in general, and. You know, a little bit, if people that don't know, I think a lot of people probably have heard the term rescue mission. They see homelessness maybe at an arm's length away. You know, they see uh, what people would assume, you know, people begging on the streets and all the other things like that, but maybe not have a real good mindset around what exactly is the Raleigh Rescue Mission. So can you share a little bit of the mission, the vision, what's offered at the rescue mission to give people a good understanding? Sure, sure. So we went through this strategic planning. Now, about, it's about been five years ago now, and I got involved, obviously, three and a half years ago. So I'm going to kind of give you the, the, the mission statement and then kind of break it down. So yeah. our mission statement is living out the love of Jesus Christ 
we equip individuals experiencing homelessness to live into their unique purpose. So big picture, what we found over the, this has been over the last 10 years that uh, homelessness is actually just um, escalated significantly over the U S. And so when we did analysis, we saw, let's say, assume in the Raleigh triangle area, hundred percent of the people that are homeless, 20 to 30% of those individuals are actually in the category of panhandlers and maybe individuals who are significantly uh, uh, disabled mentally or physically. Mm-hmm. There's another 70 to 80% though, are like you and I who have experienced some very significant setbacks. It could mm-hmm. be domestic violence. It could be health issues. It could be the downsizing of the jobs and the shift. We know that there is a IT revolution going through and you get left behind if you're not, if you can't retrain your skills. Right. So we, we have noticed that uh, the many people that come to us as a faith-based Christian organization, people are not assigned to us by the government. They choose to come here, that they fall into the category that's on our website of individuals that say, I want the same life you guys got. I don't want to be on the government assistance program. Mm. I don't want to be in that. I actually want a job. Mm -hmm. I actually want a car. I actually want a place to live that's in a safe neighborhood. And so we began to focus on those individuals where I will tell you the least amount of money is coming from our government to focus on these individuals. They're focused on the other group. Mm -hmm. So our program really focuses on a six-phase new life plan that takes a person through rescue, restore, and reentry. We're one of the few programs throughout the country that focuses on reentry back into the mainstream with using your skills and abilities. I think the biggest atrocity that I've seen is that if I if I were to experience homelessness, the assumption is I have no God given gifts and abilities that I can contribute to society because I experienced homelessness for whatever time period, whether it was six months or whether it was six years. Somehow that negated all of my God-given gifts and abilities, the sacred value that I have. And so now the only option for me, the government don't. That's all I have. That's mm. that's all that's out there. And yeah. that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think while you said about 20, 30% are probably what, what most people see, the ones on the kind of on the corners. And you're yeah. right. It seems to be ramping up more and more. I think people don't realize that the majority of people I like how you said it. They're just like you and I are, and they've hit some sort of rough patch in their life, and they do have exactly. skills, abilities, you know, and they don't want to be in that mode. So, John, what if I, let's say something happens in my life and I end up homeless, right? Or I end mm-hmm. up at the Raleigh Rescue Mission doorstep. Walk me through what a general plan would be. Like you mentioned that there's phases. But yeah. what exactly is offered for somebody who goes to the rescue mission and says, hey, I need help? Kind of walk us through yeah. that, that beginning conversation. So the first phase is the rescue. That's where we figure out what's going on. We do a thorough assessment, which we pay for all this medical assessment, dental, mental health. We want to make sure you're healthy. We want to make sure that mm. you are you know, prepared and ready to go to the next step. Because obviously, when something like this happens in a person's life, you know, they're not worried about medical, mental health, other things like that. So we make sure that all that's taken care of. We bring you into the to the mission, a safe place, you know, where all the, you know, 24-7 care is given from the standpoint of food, um, housing, and clothing. Mm-hmm. So all your clothing and everything is free. So once we start at that phase, we begin to work with the individual on saying, okay, 
what is it you want to do? Let's go ahead and, and kind of redo this. And so many people said, hey, you know, I used to do this type of job and this happened, so I can't do that job anymore. So that's where the retraining comes in. I see. So as soon as we assess that, and we also do that for children, too. Hmm. If, a, if a mom or a dad comes in with children, we go through that whole process and get them back into the educational, giving them tutoring and counseling. One of the biggest things we do for both groups, women and children, is the counseling that's so much needed to help people um, retrain themselves and refocus their life. Right. Then once that foundation is built, we take them to the fact that we're going to need to do job training. Basically, job retraining is what mm-hmm. we have to do. So we work on the job retraining part with Wake Tech, our own internal program with Jobs for Life. And then we don't stop there. We actually work with actually get them a job. I'll tell people that we try to make that call and everything we can for that person to get the right job. We vet them for the right job and they're still living on site. Right. So we get them to work. We provide transportation to work. We make sure all that goes well. And then um, as soon as they start getting paychecks, we help them with the savings and we contribute. So they get a debt free car. Wow. I emphasize debt free because Getting debt when you're trying to get back on your feet yep. is the worst possible thing you can do. Exactly. So we help them with the debt-free car and you're still living here. And then we begin to help them with savings to move into the apartment. And we go through all the necessary things to help find apartments for them. We have some partners who, thank God, they, they, they own small um, uh, apartment builders and things. And so they will lease mm-hmm. to our clients. And so um, so we advocate for them. And then once they move out, we continue to give them two years of support after wow. that. Wow. Wow. So we have this continuum. I, I call it personally mm. what I did with my daughters, you know, when they grew up and they went to college and then they came back home for about a year or two to launch them out. They're on yep. their own now. Yep. We downsize so they can't move back in. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. But the goal is never to move back, right? That's the goal right. is that you stabilize and move forward. Yep. But you know, you're uh, right on. Yeah, COVID has been quite challenging because we've had to do more for the clients that's living outside the mission uh, than ever before. Uh, right. But we were able to pivot and provide that service, and it actually uh, going to make us stronger overall. So yeah, so start to finish, somebody comes in and enters that first rescue phase to basically getting their own place. About how long does that take? I, I'm and I, I'm sure it depends on the people and yes. and everything. So Situation. but. Yeah, so on a on an average situation, how long is somebody in kind of those phases? So phases one through four, we kind of look at those together. That could be anywhere from six months to one year. Okay. The fastest you can go through is about six months, a little bit longer is one year. Right. And so, so then after that, phases five and six, that's where the two years comes in to yeah. help you. Ideally, we want people to, those that want to, and and, and it makes sense for, we want them to have a permanent uh, resident for us as a home ownership. Other people, we want them to have some type of sliding scale apartment situation. That could be yeah. a senior living environment, you know, where independent living uh, for seniors or other situations. We partner right. with uh, DHIC a lot with uh, some of those situations. That's some great properties yeah. that are um, affordable, but it's not considered quote unquote government housing. Yeah. How many how many beds are there at the rescue mission? How many spots available? So we have capacity for 120 okay. people. Uh, that's been cut by 50 percent due to COVID. Right. Because, you know that averages out to be about four people per room. Uh-huh. Obviously, we couldn't do that on the COVID because of the requirements. So that was cut back to two people per room mm. or one family per room. So right. we can't have you know a mom with 
three or four kids in the same room there. So uh, that kind of diminishes that. So we're running about 50 percent of capacity, but that enable us actually to speed up our process. So we have right now about 120 people that we're supporting outside the mission. And a lot of those have come through over the last year, actually, yeah. uh, because we're just kind of let you know, we are we're at our third year of this new life plan. So we finished up our second year on August 30th, uh, thir- August 31st of this year. Yeah. So I'm sure with all those people that have gone through there, even in the last three years that you've been there, there's got to be a few stories that stick out to yeah. you, a few things yeah. that, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you, you see probably all sides of humanity. Uh, you see the good, the exactly. bad, the ugly, the, yeah. the things that probably keep you up at night and, and keep you on your knees praying. Um, so could you share a few, a few stories that just stick yes. out to you? Yes, I will. So there's one that stands out, uh, a young lady, and, and for privacy reasons, I'm not going to use her name sure. here, but a young lady with two children came in uh, over a year ago. And she actually uh, had a friend here who was thinking about leaving. And so she called her and said, and her friends started telling about all the things we're going to do. She says, I'm struggling. I need to come down there. So she actually came down and enrolled in the program with us. And so uh, she was highlighted uh, last year saying, hey, you know what? I know I'm going to complete this program and I'm committed to it. And she was um, she was on one of our um, uh, little radio spots that we had with some other some, with, with another organization. And so uh, fast forward a year later, now she has her job. She has a debt-free car, and she's actually living in an apartment on her own. And so we just did a highlight. I could send you guys the uh, little video we did. We just did a highlight of her. Absolutely. So that was one great example of where she she completed the whole program, and she's encouraging other people to stick, to hang in the program, or to to go and come here and get retrained so they can yeah. be successful. Yeah, that, that's. And I'm sure you see stuff like that happen regularly. So John, for people who are listening right now, and, and honestly for me and for Tyler and Jamie and, and others who are listening that we've never experienced homelessness, um, maybe never even been in danger of even being, being close to that. So how can people listening be a part of helping? Because what you're doing is so biblical and it's so, it's got Jesus all over, right? I mean, helping, yes. helping the least of these and the people who are, who are in trouble and homeless and struggling and hungry. I mean, come on, Jesus said, you know, if you don't take care of them, of all of them, you know, you're, you're kind of missing the whole point of the, exactly. of the gospel. So for people listening, where maybe that's a foreign concept to them, how can they actually be a part of what's happening in support of the rescue mission? I'm so glad you talked about this because, guys, we, we feel, believe that we're in a spiritual battle. It's, it, it, I know it's an and and a both, as James talks about. You know, it's not it's not just spiritual. It's not just practical. It's both. Mm-hmm. So we definitely want the individuals to pray because at the end of the day, the individuals we're dealing with are created in the image of God with sacred value. And they have these gifts and abilities. And Satan does not want them to live out their purpose. That's right. So they've gotten themselves into situations. And then they will admit that uh, where somebody, yes, has done some bad things to them, but also they made some bad decisions. So definitely pray. Um, and you can go on our website and we update for things to pray about. <clears throat> we have a, a monthly prayer uh, meeting that my wife leads, and you can tap in on that. Obviously, everything's virtual, so there's no reason That's not right. to get in on that. Yep. Uh, on the practical side, uh, we have an Amazon wish list that you can go and look at. And those are specific needs that we have for the mission, because uh, like I said, we provide all the needs and services that they have, their children and everything like that while they're living here with us. And we also support them 
uh, when they leave very strategically. Obviously, uh, we give to the vendors if there's a rental issue or something like that. We give to them to support them. So um, definitely go and check that out. If you know of employers, we will vet uh, our, our clients so it's a good fit for the employer. Uh, and, and so we would love to talk to the employer about how we could provide them with good quality employees. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would say, obviously, always you can give, go online and give financially that way. Uh, and, and, but but uh, those are the big areas. Uh, we have um, we support. And like I said, with jobs, the debt free cars. We're so thankful we have a, a, um, uh, a used car uh, dealer that helps us out with that. And then obviously apartments. If you know someone who owns apartments, let us know about that. We can partner with them on those. Yeah. So, John, tell everybody right now listening how they can get a hold of either you, the Rescue Mission, or find the Amazon wish list or ways that they can donate. Um, so, yeah, pretty simple. For me, you can call me direct, 919-986-8112. And then all the other information is on, their, on our website, raleighrescue.org. So yeah. if you go there to our website, you'll find all this other information there. So, yeah. Well, that's excellent, John. And John, thank you so much for being on the program. And those of you listening, make sure you're lifting up John and his team and the Raleigh Rescue Mission in your prayers. And and of course, you know, support it. Find a way to support it. And John, thank you for doing very, very heavy lifting that a lot of us know about. It's out there, but uh, but you, God bless you for what you do and, and your staff and your team. And thank you for being with us today on the program. Thank you, guys. You guys are doing awesome work. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net. Hey, I want to thank you again so much for joining us here on the program. We really do appreciate all of our listeners. And again, for more information about Crossroads Fellowship, or if you missed any of the previous episodes, you can go to crossroads.org slash radio and catch up on all the episodes we did this past year. I hope you have a great rest of your day.